Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, However you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big all Sunday. We have preseason games still on today, folks. Two games on today, one at 1 and one at 7. So we're going to have to try and squeeze the entire show in uh, till before 1 o'clock so we can go and watch that preseason game and get us ready uh, for you know the start of the regular season coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, so today, a lot of preseason games on yesterday, so we're going to be breaking them all down. How are some of these rookies? looking we got our second look at Justin Fields we got our second look at Zach Wilson how are they looking and uh, the quarterback battle with the Broncos got another look at that so we'll be breaking down all those games all those quarterback competitions all the quarterbacks how they are looking and uh, breaking those down today on the show but uh, there are a few stories that I do want to quickly talk about before we get into all of that so let's just jump right into it. And folks, just once again, folks, Dak Prescott is fine. That whole, you know, Adam Schefter trying to start some narrative that he may not be 100% healthy. We knew it was nonsense and we told y'all it was coming and we told y'all we would not buy into it, not believe in it at all. And now we just got this yesterday. Here we go. Quarterback Dak Prescott shoulder has had quote absolutely no setbacks in his rehab and remains on track to start the September 9th opener against the Bucks per source Prescott could have played tonight versus Houston but no point of risking anything in preseason he will throw pregame again so once again he is fine his shoulder is fine his ankle is fine he is fine he's not injured he will be at pretty much 100% by the time the season starts so don't let Adam Schefter come Kind of cloud the narrative to keep this a story talking for the remainder, you know, two weeks before the season gets underway. But Dak is fine, folks, and we'll see that even more in Hard Knocks uh, game number three or episode number three where we can see him even more. So Dak is fine. Please, can we drop the narrative? We've dropped the narrative. Actually, we said today was the last day for the narrative. We said we'd give them to the end of the week. Today is Sunday. Today is the last day. After today, I don't want to hear any more Dak Prescott injured narrative stories floating around. It is 100% kaput by the end of today. You understand me? Every single piece of the media, listen to me and uh, stop with this Dak Prescott story. He is fine. So once again, absolutely no setbacks in his rehab, folks. Dak Prescott's good to go. All right, we had a couple of injuries yesterday in the preseason games, and kind of the one the one most notable is the Rams running back Raymond Calais. He had an unfortunate serious foot injury that is going to require surgery. How truly unfortunate! Now we say Raymond Calais is you know a little unfortunate here because you know we were kind of rooting for him and we really wanted to see him potentially be the number two running back. Now that it's all uh, falling on. Um no longer Cam Akers. Uh, what, who is it? Daryl Henderson? Why does that... Is that right? Let's get that up real quick. Let me be sure, make sure that name's correct. Uh, the running back for the Rams. 
Um, Daryl Henderson, yeah. So we expected Raymond Calais to potentially try to kind of move up to that second running back role. We kind of liked what we saw out of him in college and all that. Unfortunately, he did get injured yesterday and will pretty much be out for a lengthy period. And by the time he gets back, he's not going to be able to kind of work his way back into like a top two running back role for this Rams team. So running back, running back depth here for the Rams is already not the greatest. And now they lose Raymond Calais. Uh, hopefully Xavier Jones and uh, Daryl Henderson can truly carry the load here. Um, but like we said, there are some good free agent names, you know, Lamar Miller, um, Alfred Morris, Le'Veon Bell, all really solid names that the Rams could potentially go after if something else happens to another running back up here. Uh, but Raymond Calais yesterday, unfortunate foot injury, serious foot injury. All right, here we go. Let's go over these. We got three top five takeaways by Albert Breer of what he saw from training camp. So let's go over uh, these, and then we'll get into the footage of what happened yesterday in the preseason game. So here we go. Uh, let's start here with the top five takeaways from Bucks training camp. Let's see what we are expecting here from Tampa Bay. Here we go. Takeaway number one, Joe Tyron's going to have a role. His first two steps are as is as explosive as anyone's on the team he can drop and has adapted fast after not playing in 2020 star potential alrighty well first of all let's see where uh, this player is even playing honestly I don't know what uh, what position this man plays uh, so how explosive are these first two steps truly looking here we go Joe Tyron he is a Searching. Here we go. He's a linebacker. All right. Obviously not a starting linebacker because we know they brought bringing back all 22 starters, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. But Joe Tyron out here, a kind of second back linebacker. So that's great. The first two steps getting explosive. You love to see it. Didn't play last season when they won it all. So we'll see how he plays here as a rookie this season. So uh, they're expecting great depth here at the linebacker position in Joe Tyron. Let's see how good he's uh, fitting into this Bucks defense because we already know it's good. Hopefully he's not messing up the chemistry a little bit too much. All right, takeaway number two, wide receiver Antonio Brown has been rolling faster, more explosive than last year. And that's what we've been saying. We've kind of been talking about this narrative the last couple of weeks here is that this Bucks team didn't really use Antonio Brown that much. I mean, they didn't really use him that much in the playoffs. He didn't really start the season, missed a couple of games because of suspension. And now they're going to have Antonio Brown at its peak form at the beginning of the season. So truly Tom Brady and this Bucks offense could be so absolutely great right out of the gate we heard Tom Brady he's feeling better and now we're just seeing and hearing Antonio Brown just being better and better and better and better faster explosive bingo bango the man is going to be ready to rock week one and it's deadly and dangerous for everybody else in the league because they are defending Super Bowl champions folks and they're already just as good as they were last year geez all right takeaway number three one area where staff expects improvement, the young secondary taking another step. Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, 
Antoine Winfield all exciting and once again just absolutely great just I mean they've already got the chemistry they already kind of know they already had the playbook they already kind of know the base defense and now they're just willing to or now they're just ready to kind of get better and better and better like we've been saying and they're expecting even bigger things bigger steps bigger leaps by this young defense and uh, they're all getting it done like we kind of knew they were were going to because they got it done last season we really don't expect this Bucks defense to fall apart heart bigly we expected it to still be real good and it has the potential to be absolutely magnificent which once again is deadly for the rest of the league because the offense is just as deadly as the defense could be potentially so Man, oh man, this Bucks team, do we already just crown them Super Bowls? Do we just give them another ring and say we don't need to play the season? Or do we give the Bucks a ring this season and be like, you, 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 your team can sit this one out and we'll just rock with 31 other teams because we already know you're going to win it all. So, man, oh man, this Bucks team, the rich get richer, and this is what the Bucks are doing, folks, truly. Takeaway number four, a camp surprise dark horse, veteran cornerback Ross Cockrell. He has had... Seven or eight picks in practice should gives should give the Bucks good depth. And yeah, I mean, now we're talking about depth. I mean, we've got, you know, Joe Tyron. Now we've got uh, Ross Cockrell. So, I mean, at the cornerback position, at the linebacker position, the all the 11 starters are solid. And now they're even getting deeper and deeper and deeper through the draft and just, you know, practice and just making players better. So their starters are great. Offense defensively, they're getting the depth defensively. Jeez, mm, jeez, folks, jeez, folks. Bucks Super Bowl winners. I think we're all confident in saying that. I think. <laughs> All right, takeaway number five. Here we go. At every camp, I ask around on what positions need to be sorted out and clarified with the Bucks. It's a fourth offensive tackle, sixth defensive line, fifth quarterback. So yeah. Um, I don't know. This man says like um, like champagne problems or something. He uses an emoji. Uh, and Brady ain't lying when he says they were just hitting their stride at the end of 20. This group may have another gear in it, and that's what we're talking about. Just the depth. They're all back and ready to rock. So Albert Breer is just kind of telling us what we already know in more better detail out here and uh, that is real 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 dangerous for the rest of the league folks this Bucks team does Tom Brady go 17-0 beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC championship game again goes and faces Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl or Matthew Stafford and company in the Super Bowl or Carson Wentz and company in the Super Bowl and or Lamar Jackson let me throw them or Josh Allen in the Super Bowl and be like hey I got two back-to-back I already went 17-0 in the regular season the best kind of you know the the best undefeated record you can now have and uh, maybe I just retire a little bit earlier than I thought because why not I mean I got two already I got two more two back-to-back in the NFC and y'all said the NFC was hard so folks the box man the box bet them week one bet them week one two three four bet them every single week and I'm sure you'll make money in the in the long run folks I mean I can't see this Bucks team losing they're absolutely fantastic all right, let's go to a team that's definitely not going to be absolutely fantastic. We got a top five takeaways this time from the Jaguars. So here we go. Takeaway number one. 
the rookie class has a shot to be really good. Beyond the first rounders, offensive tackle Walker Little and safety Andre, um, Andre Cisco have flash star potential. So this Jags team, very inexperienced. A lot of rookies at high-level positions, a la, you know, the rookie at the quarterback position. They have a rookie at the running back position. They have a rookie at the tight end position. And they've got a rookie head coach at the head coaching position. So this is going to be a work in progress for this Jaguars team. Hopefully they're getting great production out of their later picks in the draft. And it seems like, you know, they that's what they're getting here. So they have to count on the young guys to get it done. Takeaway number two, staff loves what Sean Jenkins is bringing, can do everything at safety, is a strong program fit. So once again, going to have to kind of rely on the defense a little bit, uh, make it as easy as possible for Trevor Lawrence um, to get accustomed as quickly as possible for this Jaguars team. Takeaway number three, tight end Chris Matt Hurts has been a monster as a blocker to the point where the Jags preserve him, limiting his game reps Saturday. Uh, Chris Madhurts is a symbol of commitment to run the ball and protect number 16. So, alrighty, love hearing from the tight ends here. We're big on the tight ends, and they're not just catching and they're not just blocking, but this one is a primary blocking tight end up front. Unfortunately, they cut Tim Tebow, who was neither a blocking tight end or a catching tight end, uh, but they seem to have, you know, a very good blocking tight end here. And Chris Manhurts, once again, just helping overall uh, the improvement of the line and protecting Trevor Lawrence, once again, making it as easy as possible for Trevor Lawrence to get acclimated to the league. Takeaway number four, wide receiver Marvin Jones is an asset for the quarterbacks. Dependable has responded in clutch practice moments. So that's definitely something that they're going to need. They need their wide receivers to get it done. Once again, all this is trying to just make Trevor Lawrence's job as easy as possible. Huge, huge, huge pressure on Trevor Lawrence. He was basically the projected number one overall pick as soon as he hit college, won the national championship for Clemson, and then his stock has really just been... It's kind of been falling a little bit he's kind of doing a little bit worse for wear every single season but I mean that's what happens when you come in right out of the gate strong as heck so a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence and uh, like we said hopefully some of these other positions and other draft picks this year can kind of make it easy for Trevor Lawrence to get accustomed to the NFL game all right, the last takeaway here. The tempo of practice is fast and efficient with a lot of work happening all at once, something that definitely has a college feel to it. And with as young as the roster is here, my feeling is Meyer's expertise as a program builder will be exactly what a lot of players need. So, um, you know, we talk about the speed of the game here all the time how do rookies adjust from the college program all the way up to the NFL but like we said this is a young Jaguars team Urban Meyer knows college football knows how to coach college football to get the best out of their young players to perform at the highest level week in and week out for a national championship Urban Meyer has that expertise so maybe it could kind of you know do very well here with the young players and a coach that knows how to kind of coach younger players out here so we'll see what happens with this Jaguars 
Jaguars team. We know Urban Meyer does not call this a rebuild. He wants to win while also try to kind of keep on getting better, but he wants to win the season. This is not a rebuilding season where, you know, two, three wins is going to be kind of looked at as a win overall. He wants, you know, eight, ten wins here trying to make the playoffs, and, uh, you know, he's definitely going to have the pressure on him because of his resume in college. Is he going to kind of go to the Nick Saban route? You couldn't coach in the, you know, in the NFL and you have to go back down or just retire in general. So that's what we got here for the Jaguars, folks. Young group here, but uh, showing some great potential early on. So we'll see how they, how it all comes together week one. All right, here we go. The final takeaway, top five takeaways here. This time is from the Titans. So let's see what Albert Breer says here. Here we go. Takeaway number one. No secret, the edge and cornerback spots are a big factor in how far the team goes. To that end, Christian Fulton has taken a major step forward, should be a factor. So this Titans defense definitely needs to get a little bit better here. They lose Jadavion Clowney off the edge rush. They lose Malcolm Butler at the cornerback spot. So we'll see how these new guys, let's bring up their uh, depth chart just quickly here. So we can get some names here to these pieces that are definitely going to have to step up the season to have a successful defensive year for this Titans team. So their edge rushers, D'Amico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, going to have to get it done in their corners. Christian Fulton, who we just talked about, Caleb Farley, the rookie, hopefully he can get it done, and Janoris Jenkins. So they still have some good talent there at their positions, and they're going to have to all come together this season once again to get it done because they did lose some pieces this offseason. So Christian Fulton has taken a major step forward, and uh, we'll see how great their cornerbacks are now. Takeaway number two, safety Amani Hooker has really emerged this summer as the team hoped he would next to Kevin Byard. So once again, just shoring up that defense. The offense really should have no issues here. This offense should just roll as well as it, as well as it has been for the last two seasons, but they need to focus defensively because they know Ryan Tannehill cannot get them to the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry can do his best to get them deep in the playoffs, and the defense is going to have to take over at some point and truly be the main thing that's winning this team. This must be a defensive first team and then Derrick Henry and then Ryan Tannehill third. So just have Ryan Tannehill be the above managed game manager that he can be like we know he can be and let the defense and running game really truly take over and if the edge rushers and corners and safeties are all kind of getting it done like they have been in practice and training camp, this Titans team could potentially compete coming out of the AFC. It's a tough AFC this year. Uh, Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Broncos even potentially, Ravens obviously, uh, Chargers maybe potentially. So some good teams all around here. Steelers, Browns, I mean, there's some real solid competition here in the Titans. Um, you know, AFC Championship game two years ago, unfortunate, um, you know, lesser playoff run this season as well. So hopefully they're not going down if they, if they can kind of get back to that AFC Championship game. So defense is trying to come along here. Takeaway number three, Josh Reynolds, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers have flashed. They, they won't take snaps from Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, obviously, but they will bolster the Titans wide receiver depth. And, you know, just having depth is great. They've already got, you know, two great ones already. And then you've got, you know, a running back as well. So if these kind of third and fourth string wide receivers can kind of get some niche plays or just some overall great plays in, it's just once again going to make it tough to guard. 
guard this team. You already kind of have to either double Julio, double A.J. Brown, or just commit to the running game. And if one of these other three wide receivers, Josh Reynolds, Marcus Johnson, or Chester Rogers, can kind of, you know, win one-on-one matchups very, very easily, um, you know, they're going to get a lot of playing time. And Ryan Tannehill hopefully, you know, finds them out. So you don't have to go to your main weapons. Your main weapons help uh, uh, open up other facets of the game. And we'll see how this new offensive coordinator kind of juggles all these great pieces and uh, all the great depth that has been showing out here for the Titans. Takeaway number four. And depth really is where the staff feels better about the roster. It's improved at the inside linebacker position, cornerback, defensive line, as well as wide receiver. So they're feeling like a better team over the last couple of seasons. And hopefully they go out and play like a better team over the last past couple of seasons. And hopefully this offense doesn't take a step backwards having a new offensive coordinator this year. And then the last takeaway, one thing to watch, injuries have really been a problem for the Titans in camp. No earth-shattering ones, but the kinds of nagging things that's made it tough to work things out roster and role-wise. So it'll be interesting to see how certain spots like right tackle shake out. So... That's what we've got here for the Titans. The depth here, the defense here are the two main takeaways. And uh, hopefully Derrick Henry can continue on. Julio Jones can you know, continue being absolutely dominant. And Ryan Tannehill maybe steps up a little bit more out here. And uh, you know the new offensive coordinator can make it all work and come together. So that's what we've got here for the Titans. Real promising team here this year. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Alrighty, those were all the stories that we needed to quickly take a look at. Oh, before, uh, can we talk about, yeah, we, um, uh, yeah, let's talk about this now. So, um, we are keeping a big track on Justin Fields being the week one starter here for this Chicago team. So, after, before preseason game number one, his odds to be the week one starter was plus 400. After preseason game number one, they dropped down to 190. Now, what happens after preseason game number two with Justin Fields? What are the odds now for Justin Fields to be the week one starter? Well, you can't even bet it anymore, folks. It is officially off the board to bet. You can still bet Jameis Winston being the week one starter. You can still bet Mac Jones be the, be the week one starter, which is still at plus 250. That's been the same the entire offseason. You can still bet, bet Ryan Fitzpatrick to be the week one starter, who is guaranteed at minus 1,000. You can still bet Trey Lance to be the week one starter at plus 250. And you can also bet who is going to be the Texans week one starter, which it's looking like Tyrod. Taylor so you can't even bet it anymore folks no more Justin Fields to be the week one starter how truly unfortunate luckily for us we locked in the plus 400 we try to get that value out to y'all as well and now we've got a couple of weeks here before we can cash in our bet because as we just saw last night there is literally no reason to start Andy Dalton it makes zero sense to do so and we're going to talk about it when we get to that game so if you miss the value, hopefully it comes back up at some time. You never know when it's going to come back and when they're going to take it off and when it's going to drop down. It, I don't think it's going to go up, but if it does, you never know when it's going to go up either. So that's where we're at with Justin Fields to be the week one starter, folks. You can no longer bet it. So if you want to bet it, you can go through me. I'll take some action on it. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give you all some favorable odds, though, unfortunately. you missed out a little bit. You waited too long to bet it, and I'm not going to be your saving grace, you know, to come and rob me, you know? 
know, so unfortunate. So that's where we're at with Justin Fields, folks. Can't bet him anymore to be the week one starter. Unfortunate. Vegas is like, yeah, we're losing too much money. Pull the bat. Pull the bat. Who's telling them? Who? Who's the genius? Who is the genius that is telling everybody to take Justin Field to be the week one starter? You're, he's ruining Vegas. He is single-handedly bankrupting Vegas. We must shut it down. You must shut it down. That's right, Vegas. It's me, baby. Little old takes by fans that single-handedly make the, making the industry go broke, y'all. Yes, sir. So, Vegas, it was me. It was me all along. Little old takes by fans over here bankrupting Vegas single-handedly by telling everybody to take Justin Fields being the week one starter at plus 400 odds, folks. Vegas can't keep up with that. <laughs> Vegas can't keep up with all that money being lost, folks. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, uh, bill me as the next, um, the next casting for oceans. What are we at now? Oceans 14. How I bankrupted Vegas. That's the new movie coming out folks. Oceans 14 starring takes by fans. <laughs> All righty. Let's uh, all right. Let's get into it uh, from last night, folks. A lot of playoff games on, or not playoff. Jeez, uh, we're not that far into the season. We're not even in the season yet. Uh, but a lot of preseason games on last night. So let's go over some tape and some highlights and what the kind of main narratives that we have been tracking. Let's get a nice little update on all of those. So let's start here with the Bills and the Bears, and we got to watch some quarterback play here. The Bills absolutely blow out the Bears, forty-one to fifteen. Andy Dalton started the entire first half and really couldn't do anything. He scored a touchdown, but it was on one big fluke play. Uh, but Andy Dalton overall finishes the day at 11 of 17 for 146 yards, one touchdown and one interception. And folks, I mean, he, it was one big play. We're going to watch what he did yesterday, but one big play for 73 yards for a touchdown. So, I mean, if you take off 70 yards off of this man in one completion and attempt, we got he's finishing 10 of 16 for about um, 70 yards, a touchdown and a pick, or no touchdown and a pick. I mean... This is what Andy Dalton is, folks. I mean, he got behind here. He was getting absolutely slaughtered by the Bills who started Mitch Trubisky. So, Andy Dalton, there's what is the reason to start him if he's going to give you generic stats like this and not get you out to a hot start so you can kind of, you know, cruise for the rest of the game? They were fighting for their lives for the entire game because Andy Dalton could not get them in good field, field position to score any points early on. So, let's quickly watch Andy Dalton here. We're also going to watch Justin Fields. But let's see what Andy Dalton is looking like out here. And if we can, you know, buy this man at all. I don't think we can. And how he's just comparing to Justin Fields. Now, we will watch Mitch Trubisky as well. We have to kind of, you know, shout him, a lot, uh, shout him out a little bit. Just because, actually, let's just go to the condensed version. Um... But, yeah, we're going to kind of shout out Mitch Trubisky because he did a pretty solid job yesterday. So we'll kind of, you know, give him his dues a little bit. He finishes 20 of 28 for 221 yards, one touchdown, no pick, scoring, you know, the ball and getting down into field goal position so they can beat the Bears. So Mitch Trubisky's revenge game. Um, we don't think he'll ever be a starter again in this league, but we'll shout him out and watch his highlights and, you know, celebrate Mitch Trubisky. This was a big game for him, and he comes through. So we got to respect it and we got to celebrate it. But let's start here with the 
quarterback battle between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. So here we go. Let's watch some Andy Dalton throws out here. Let's see what this man is looking like. Play up first is a play action pass, and then he dumps it off uh, to the running back out of the backfield, but it gets broken down at the line of scrimmage. Broken up at the line of scrimmage. Batted down at the line of scrimmage. Here we go. Play number two. Drops back to pass. A nice little dink route for four yards, bringing up third and long, about third and five. Let's see if he can capitalize on this one and move the sticks. Here we go. Three straight passes for Andy Dalton. Not being mobile in the pocket. Has to throw the ball away. And once again, this is what you get with Justin Fields. You get the dual threat. You see Andy Dalton. Once he kind of, you know, once the pressure's there and the pocket starts collapsing, the man is dead to rights. It's done. It's a sack. It's a throwaway. And they go three and out. Not eating up an entire minute here um, in, in, on their first drive. So once again, Andy Dalton not being that great out there. Now let's skip to uh, skip to their second possession because we know um, <clears throat> Andy Dalton played basically the first half. Justin Fields takes over in the second half. As we skip through here, just look at Mitch Trubisky leading them to a touchdown in the first series. Love to see it. But now let's see how Andy Dalton kind of recovers out of a very, very lackluster drive number one. They hand the ball off here. Because we know Andy Dalton's not doing anything throwing the ball, and it only gets about one yard. Going to have to rely on Andy Dalton to throw the ball. Here we go, second and nine. They run the ball again, and it gets nothing. No yards there. So now we get third and nine. Andy Dalton, this is huge here. You can't have back-to-back -back three and outs. Here we go. He steps up. There it is. Dumps it off. It's about, oh, he throws it about three yards short, and the defense comes up and makes an absolute great tackle, and it's another three and out. Unfortunately, um, like we say, you know, unfortunately, we have to preface it with this. You know, game pass is not up to speed for whatever reason. There's no all 22. We can't watch it all and watch it all play by play. But, I mean, Andy Dalton taking a little bit of a short route here, knowing that it's behind the sticks, and it's an, it's uh, it doesn't pick up the first down. So, unfortunately, we can't see where all the other receivers are uh, to see if he just didn't take the shot or whatever it was. But still, at the same time, it's two three and outs to Andy Dalton at the helm. All right, let's see here. Let's go to their next drive here. Drive number three. How long does it take Andy Dalton to finally get going? How how many points do they have to be behind before Andy Dalton kicks it into next gear? And I don't want to hear, oh, Andy Dalton's working with the twos and not the ones and the threes and all this. I, at some point, Andy Dalton's a true tried veteran in this league, folks. He has to take it upon himself. If nobody else is truly getting it done, that's part of the quarterback's job is to elevate others around him so even you know Andy Dalton's not getting it done himself here and he's not elevating those around him offensively either so there's really no reason to buy Andy Dalton as the starter here but let's give him the benefit of the doubt look let's see how he's looking here on drive number three it's a play action pass there it is over the middle bango bango that's a good read a good throw and finally they, they get their first first down can he keep this tempo rolling let's keep it up here they do a screen pass once again we don't really judge screen passes because it's not really anything to do with the quarterback it's all you know blocking up front and it's the receiver trying to make everybody miss so any Dalton delivers an accurate ball we can give them that but that's it on the uh, on the play they go off sides now it's first and 15 they hand the ball off Gets about two yards. A flag comes in. Unfortunate. 
This is going to be on the Bears for holding. So now they're down. Now they're backed up. First and 15. Come on, Andy. You got to step it up here. Here we go. Pressure comes. Has to get rid of the ball quickly, and he does. And it picks up about, you know, 12 yards. That's a great play there. Knows the pressure was coming. Got the ball out of his hands quickly for a completion. And now we're close to a first down. They run the ball here on second and three. And, oh, they cough it up. Did they lose this fumble? Or are they going to call it? That looked like they lost it. That's it. They did lose it. We'll cheat a little bit. So unfortunate there. A fumble as soon as Andy Dalton was getting into the groove of it all. Let's see how Andy Dalton comes back after it now. After they fumble the ball. After some good plays. Buffalo still driving. That's what Mitch Trubisky does, baby. You know, I'm not the biggest Mitch Trubisky fan, but the man does put up the points. It doesn't result in the wins, and he never looks that great doing so. But when you look at his point totals, he gets the job done, and that's exactly what he did right here. 21 points in basically the first quarter alone. That's the only... That's the only green flag I have on Mitch Trubisky. He puts up the points. Last season when they were kind of, you know, going to Nick Foles a couple of times, Nick Foles never put up any meaningful points. I don't think Nick Foles put up more than 20 points in a game, and he started like four or five games last season. So that's something that Mitch Trubisky is good at. He is able to kind of sustain drives and move the ball down the field, not always finishing with touchdowns and throwing some interceptions in the red zone, but he still moves the ball. So that's the biggest green flag that we have on Mitch Trubisky, and it was on full display last Last night, yesterday, 21 points real quick. So here we go. Andy Dalton, next drive after the fumble. Let's see if he can kind of, you know, lead this team back. Here we go. Play action pass rolling out and um, just uh, kind of throws it away because, once again, his speed is not that great. He can't juke defenders one-on-one -on, -one on the edge. It's Nobody's going to buy it. Here we go on second and 10 after the throwaway. Andy Dalton gets taken down for a sack. Let's see what this flag is all about. Illegal formation on the offense. Now we get third and 17. Jeez Louise. And it's a setup screen. Andy Dalton has to float it there. And it only goes for one yard. So unfortunate there. Andy Dalton can't really do anything here. All right. And then they give up another touchdown. They give up another touchdown now. They're about to. Here we go. Mr. Bisky makes it 28 nothing. Come on, Andy Dalton. Where is the one big play that he has? It's coming up. It's like a two-play drive for a touchdown. It's coming up soon. But here we go. Uh, running play on first down. Picks up about three yards. And on second and eight, Andy Dalton. Here we go. Play action pass. Takes the one-on-one -on -one matchup, boom, and the receiver just wins that. Bingo, bango, who is that? Adams, look at that man go. But this is a good ball by uh, Andy Dalton. It's a nice 50-50 ball. Uh, we see the receiver do a little bit better than the throw overall. The receiver kind of looking back and fighting for the ball. Or we see the defender doesn't really get his head around for the ball. It's uh, it's a, it's it's a good 50-50 ball. I'll give him that. It's not a great ball. It still had a chance to be broken up or picked, but that's a great job by the receiver. Andy Dalton being down 28 nothing. We'll get a better look here. Oh, this replay. Let's see how great this is. Defender. I mean, defender never got his head around, folks. So it's still a good ball. It's a good ball. But like we said, defender didn't get his head around. And when we just kind of look at where the ball comes in at. It's kind of just like right on his helmet. So the defender definitely could have tried to make a play on this ball if he got his head around. Great job by the receiver to kind of fight for that ball and all that. 
overall not a bad play, but this is Andy Dalton's best play, and I'm sure this is a highlight that you know everybody's you know seeing right here. Once again, a little bit out in front, looking pretty good there. It's a good ball overall. But that's all he did. Let's see Andy Dalton on the very next drive here, and then we'll get to some Justin Fields and seeing how he's looking in this game. Didn't look as good um, in that Miami game where he was kind of running and doing all the great things. But let's see what we get here on Andy Dalton's next drive after the big score. Can he keep it up? They go wide receiver screen on the first play. Nothing by Andy Dalton there. What else do we get? Here we go, play action pass, rolling out to the right, throwing on the run. It's another check down for about six yards. It does pick up the first. Across midfield now. They're going to hand it off. Two, three yards. Matt Nagy is back calling plays, folks, as well. Here we go, play action pass now. Andy Dalton looking to go deep. Decides not to throw it and then comes out of the pocket on a check down. So, would have loved to see what that kind of coverage was like downfield. Like we said, unfortunate. No all-22 film here because Game Pass is truly messing up. Hopefully, they get it fixed by the start of the season. But um, Because all they put up is the condensed game and the full game. You can't kind of click around on plays and anything like that. So... Now, behind the sticks here at 3rd and 12, they're going to go another false starts here. Two back-to-back -back false starts, making it 3rd and 17. This is going to be tough for Andy Dalton, but you still got to do it. It's a design kind of check down, and they don't pick it up, and that's what it is. So, uh, nothing truly impressive there by Andy Dalton, folks. I mean, he's not going to really kind of force the ball down the field unless they get down 28 nothing, And by that time, the game's pretty much over anyway. All right, now let's skip ahead to after the uh, after halftime, where we can see a, where where we can see Justin Fields come out on the field and see what he's looking like at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton last drive before half results in nothing. You get a third and twelve. Then they get the ball back. Oh, he throws a pick here. Uh, should we watch the pick? It doesn't mean anything. He was trying to do something before the two men or before the end of half. Uh, you do give Buffalo good field position. Here we go. The interception. Andy Dalton steps up in the pocket. Or that's the sack. All right. Now we're going to get the interception right here. Third and 12. 21 seconds left. They're at their own 37-yard line. Andy Dalton just trying to make something happen. And it's bad. It's like in triple co coverage. This is a bad ball. Uh, but just trying to do something. Do they give up any points right before halftime? Uh, they do. They gave up three. So, once again, Andy Dalton trying to do too much. And, uh, you know, it hurts his team overall because you still give up three points. Not great. All right. But let's see what we get out of Justin Fields. Is he looking better than what Andy Dalton looked like here? All right. Where is their first play at? Got to keep fast-forwarding, fast-forwarding. All right, here we go. Look like they just punted, and we're going to get Justin Fields, that quarterback, out here. All right, here we go. Let's see how Justin Fields looking. A check down right there, which Andy Dalton just did the entire game. He stood tall in the pocket. Love seeing that. Here we go, second and seven now. 
over the middle of the field. And once again, not the best read right here. You had this other tight end down the field. We're going to see him wide open. The receiver that he threw to. This tight end right here off the right side, this is wide open. That's where you go with the ball. The other man was a little bit more covered, and I think they're going to probably say third and one instead of the first down. Now they pick up the first. All right, we'll give them credit. All right, here we go. Picked up the first down. Love to see it. Now they go with the run. And now I know, you know, we know, you know, Justin Fields going against kind of the second and third string now, not going against the starter. So having a little bit of a better time, a little bit of an easier time over Andy Dalton. I get all that, but we're seeing what reads Justin Fields trying to make and just how he's looking, throwing the ball, how he's running. Is he feeling comfortable in the pocket? We get a first and 22 here after a penalty. Justin Fields trying to escape the pocket. Keeping his eyes down the field, nothing open, decides to take off with it and slides down and he picks up about five yards. And that's something we have been seeing by Justin Fields here in back-to-back -back preseason games is that he's not afraid to slide and he's, oh, here we go. We're going to go a deep shot here and oh, just incomplete. But this seemed like a great ball. Once again, pushing the ball down the field, not afraid to do so. And this seemed like a really great ball right here. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get another kind of second angle replay of this one. But uh, this looked great here. This looks good right on the money. It's a t it's tight coverage, but you go and take the opportunity for your receivers and playmakers to go and make a play. I've got no problem with that on second and 16 as well. Now it brings up third and 16. Here we go. And just flings it a little bit short. Couldn't really step up into the pocket. So not a great first drive by uh, Justin Fields, but still a trying to push the ball and all that. Bill skill score quickly right here on the punt return. Um, geez, they are absolutely killing the Bears right now. All right, we're back to Justin Fields' second drive right there. Uh, they hand the ball off. First play. Second and 10 now. Justin Fields in the backfield. In the shotgun. Here we go. Play action pass. Rolling out to his right. Little comeback right on the right sideline for seven yards. Third and three. Can he pick up the first? Over the middle, boom, bingo. Oh, and the ball gets knocked loose. Is that going to be a catch and fumble? Jeez. This Bears team, they're going to call incomplete. But overall, I mean, this was Justin Fields. Let's watch this one again before, and they go for it on fourth and three. Jeez, Matt Nagy being a little risky out there in preseason. Why not? But here we go. Justin Fields throws it over the middle of the field. That's a great ball. It's just unfortunate the receiver couldn't hold on. But that's a first down pickup on third and three, folks. Looking real solid right there. All right, can he pick up the fourth down, though? Here we go, situational football. Justin Fields escaping out of the pocket. Look at that escapability. It's going to take off. And once again, this is something Andy Dalton definitely cannot even think about doing and why Justin Fields should really just be the week one starter because he has that escapability to help him out. Here we go. Another play action pass. Setting his feet going deep. And there it is. A wide open receiver streaking down the left sideline. And Justin Fields puts it absolutely on the money. Let's watch this one one more time. Maybe, maybe a little bit too overthrown. It was still a completion, so we'd still give him credit. But maybe you hit him in stride. Maybe he doesn't have to dive to the ground. But either way, it's a big play. And now they're in the red zone. And now the running game is trying to take off. Unfortunately, it only got about one or two yards, though. 
Let's see if Justin Fields can uh, complete this drive right here with a touchdown. They're in the red zone on second and eight now. Once again, Justin Fields escaping to his left. Look at him go, and then he safely gets out of bounds inside the 10. Once again, knowing when the play is over, he got all he could, and he's looking to get out of bounds. Here we go. The pocket collapsing. The Bills are trying to bring rushers and keeping that pocket contained that Justin Fields can't escape through. He has to throw the ball away. Second and goal from the seven-yard line now. Justin Fields, they run the ball up the middle, and it loses about two or three yards. Third and goal from the nine. Come on, Justin Fields, empty backfield. Five wide, back of the end zone, and oh, he tried to take the one-on-one -on -one matchup with this tall tight end down there, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fall, but it's still a good shot. And here we go, fourth and goal. He tries the same play and just a little too high on that one. So Justin Fields definitely got to rein it in a little bit in the red zone, tighten it up a little bit. But uh, once again, not afraid to push the ball down the field in that escapability. We got to give him credit for it it's real it's a real great part to his game uh, Lamar Jackson Kyler Murray Patrick Mahomes Deshaun Watson they all utilize their legs to the best of their ability and uh, you know we know why they are kind of you know the best regarded as you know top quarterbacks in this league they've got the arm they got the legs let's let's watch this one let's let's watch this last drive here we'll end it here Justin Fields got great field position. Really got to come away with some points right here. Once again, the escapability. There it is. Another big 12-yard gain on first down. First and 10 now. They run the ball. Picks up about four or five. Let's get to the next Justin Fields play. Here we go. Second and six, approaching the red zone. Here we go at the 30 or at the 25 yard line. A big hit there on Justin Fields. His helmet comes off. He got big old hit up, lit up. Didn't even see it coming, uh, but he gets up like a true champ. Let's see how he kind of dusts his shoulder off here. Just watch this hit. Big hit right here. Uh, penalty, helmet to helmet. Unfortunate for Justin Fields. Luckily, he wasn't too injured here. Wasn't really injured at all. He's back in the game. In the red zone now. They hand off the ball. And there it is. And the run goes for 15 yards. But once again, just the explosiveness of plays that you get by Justin Fields. Andy Dalton doesn't have that. He had one lucky play that went for 70 yards and a touchdown. And it was a good ball. But once again, the defender's not really playing it that well. And that was like the only shot Andy Dalton took the entire first half. And they got down because of that. So I'm still liking Justin Fields. Um, to be the week one starter over Andy Dalton. I just don't see why you go with Andy Dalton. I don't think there's anything really good about his game that Justin Fields can't do already. So that was preseason game number two for the Bears. Uh, but let's end it here on the best plays by Mitch Trubisky, folks. Let's give this man some love right here. Big revenge game. The moment wasn't too big for him, and he took advantage. So let's see the best plays by Mitch Trubisky here. Standing in the pocket, a nice strike over the middle of the field. Bingo for about 12 yards in the first. Second and three here. Mitch Trubisky, once again, over the middle of the field. Picks up the first down. Yes, King. Get it done, sir. Here we go. Across midfield now. Empty backfield. Boom. About a five-yard comeback route over the middle of the field. Sit-down route. 
Third and 12. Can Mitch Trubisky pick up a third and 12? Well, you better believe it because... Okay, well, he was short there. But either way, now we get another play by Mitch Trubisky. Let's see what he can get here. Oh, he's escaping the pocket. Oh, look at that little sidearm flick. Yes, sir. Stunt on him. Trip. Trubisky. Yes, sir. Here we go. Third and 10. Boom, a nice little out route, and that's the first down, baby. Now in the red zone, play action pass. Boom, back of the end zone, throw in dimes. That's what we love to see by Mitch Trubisky. Usually he's throwing some picks in the red zone, in the end zone, but boom, right on the money in the end zone for the touchdown. Trubisky, now he's back in the red zone from the three-yard line. Trubisky, boom, oh, ooh, this was great. Damn, real great freaking accuracy right there um here we go escaping the pressure avoiding a sack using his legs oh i think he may be faster than justin fields get trubisky back on the bears you've made a mistake here we go over the middle of the field again we get another play here by mitch trubisky let's cap it off here they've got 28 points already Let's see if he can add a little bit more. Going deep, wide open, boom, 20 yards on the field. Mitch Trubisky playing loosey-goosey, accurate as heck, and making the Bears eat their hearts out that they got rid of them. Look at that route right there. Boom, great pass for about seven, eight yards. A nice little out route on the left sideline. Mitch Trubisky again. Here we go. Six seconds left. Going deep on the sideline. Toe tapping. That's inbounds. And Mitch Trubisky, a great throw on the sideline to set up a field goal right before halftime to get three more points look at this catch this is a great catch that's a good ball too geez exactly where it had to be absolutely perfect there so Mitch Trubisky congratulations on your revenge game win against the Bears in Chicago truly deserved and uh, he was shooting he was throwing lights out I mean 221 yards in one half of football you got to give the man some credit folks and then Mitch Trubisky on his Chicago return says, quote, I just wanted to play well. I knew people would be talking about it and hyping it up, but it was just important for me to come out here and do my job and show my teammates that I could play ball, and he truly did that. Mitch Trubisky, a good, solid backup in this league, and now he's on a winning team here with Buffalo. Does Mitch Trubisky get a ring before Matt Nagy does? The race to the ring is on, folks. Let's see who gets it first, and uh, let's see if Justin Fields or Andy Dalton can make uh, you know Matt Nagy look like a genius on the move of getting off of Mitch Trubisky and going with one of these two that uh, that gets it done. So we'll keep an eye on that. Alrighty. Next game up here that we got to look at. What do we get uh, here? We get Jets and the Packers. Alrighty, we got to watch Zach Wilson, folks. Every play by Zach Wilson against the Packers. Let's see how he's looking in preseason game number two. Is he getting better? Let's look at his final stats line just quickly. Um, we don't get them up here. Okay, well, they don't have his stats up. So we're not going to look at the stats, and we're just going to look at the highlights. Here we go. Play number one up. He gets to start, obviously. Just wants to dump it down. And it picks up about one yard, two yards. Pressure was coming there. Didn't really, couldn't really step up into the throw. Had to just check it down. Now we get third and eight on his first drive. Come on. Oh, whoa, to Corey Davis. And we know that this kind of chemistry and timing and rhythm have been great. And just look at the confidence. Oh, we're going to get the replay anyway. Uh, but look at that strike. Jeez, throwing with confidence down here on third and eight. Going to, to your, you know, best piece down there at Corey Davis. So what a great pass right there. 
right there. What a great play overall. Jeez, it's fantastic. Why did that Packers try to trip Corey Davis by sticking his leg out? Um, jeez, all right. Here we go. Zach Wilson now. Play action pass. Boom, a, a dump down. All right. Not bad right there to the running back out of the backfield. All right, we can take that. Good big pickup there. Now we get third and four. Zach Wilson, oh, once again, trying to go to Corey Davis again on a comeback route. Great coverage by the corner, and it's, they break it up. All right, here we go. Wide receiver screen on the edge to Corey Davis. He picks up about five yards. Once again, yes, sir. Target Corey Davis. I've got no problem with you going to Corey Davis over and over and over and over again. He's the best wide receiver that they have, and we know they've been working on their chemistry. All right, uh, wide receiver screen to the left side of the field. Nothing great there. Does pick up the first. Now we get second and two. Zach Wilson, play action pass. Oof, throwing on the run. This is wide open, folks, and you gotta make this you gotta make this throw. I mean, you make this throw, this is a first down right here. Going to Corey Davis, so Zach Wilson throwing on the throw or throwing on the run out of the pocket. Gotta get a little better at that. Here we go. Now it's third and two. Can he pick it? Pick, can he pick it up this time? Over the middle of the field, and there we go. Boom. Wide open was Corey Davis again. Boom. First down. Here we go. Now over midfield, another play action pass. Zach Wilson scrambling out of the pocket. Jeez, look at that. He's got a pretty good arm, folks. Once again, going to Corey Davis all the way down the right sideline here. But just look at this one. Doesn't really kind of step into this throw, kind of going on the run. And he, that zip on the ball right there. Damn. Damn, like 30 yards down the field, quick-ass zip and, you know, not having your feet set and all that. That's a great throw right there. And here we go, boom, and just look at the touch he has on this throw. About two linebackers that he has to get the ball over, but can't do it too high because the safety can come over and pick it off. But he's got the nice touch right there to dump it over the first line of defense. Let's kind of, you know, go back on this one. Watch this one one more time. Great touch on the ball to get it over the linebacker wall right before the safety. And that's a touchdown on second and 12. That's a great touch on the ball. So Zach Wilson is showing some real great promise here in preseason game number two. Still wish he got a little bit more playing time out here. Um, really would like to see him play maybe a full game in preseason game number three just to get the feel of the NFL environment from start to finish, first, second, third, and fourth quarter. Close game, you know, the ebbs and the flows of the game here. Uh, here we go, rolling out a play-action pass, rolling out to his left, dumps it off perfectly, and that's a touchdown. Nothing by really Zach Wilson doing great there, more of the receiver in the design of the play, but great job by Zach Wilson right there to take advantage of the short field position, and he gets it done. So overall, Zach Wilson not looking too bad out here. Just wish he's playing a little bit more so we have a better sample size. Seemed like he only had about 10 passes. Uh, can't bring up the stats here, unfortunately. I don't know why NFL.com is not putting the stats up, but whatever it is, he looked pretty solid right there. Two touchdown passes and some real nice throws. One miss, but some real nice throws as well. So Zach Wilson seeming to come along here, getting better every single week, and that's what we can hope for on rookies, getting better every single week. All right, next game up here, what do we got? Uh, Panthers and the Ravens, and we're going to quickly just watch this game because we get our first look at Sam Darnold. He only played uh, the first drive. So let's watch the first drive by the Panthers and see what he did. We, we don't really believe in Sam Darnold, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, so let's go to the replay and get to this Panthers first drive. 
All right. Should be coming up. Great defensive play to force the interception. And now we get Sam Darnold taking over. What's their field position looking like? Should have good field position here. Jeez, they're going to be at like the 35-yard line. All right, here we go. They're at the Ravens' 35-yard line. Sam Darnold's one and only drive of the game. Let's see how he kind of does here. Here we go. First play up by Sammy D. It's a pure drop back. And boom, right there to Robbie Anderson. And once again, the velocity on the ball is perfect. I mean, the zip on this ball, watch how quickly he fires it out here. And it gets there, and it's boom, right there. Great positioning, great yards after the catch. The ball placement was perfect there by Sam Darnold to pick up the first down. Now we're in the red zone on Sam Darnold's first drive here. They hand the ball off. A great run for nine yards, getting them inside the 10-yard line. Now we get second and one, Sam Darnold under center. They run the ball up the middle, and it gets a first down. Are they going to call it the first? It seems like it. All right, here we go. First and goal from the six. Play action pass. Sam Darnold staying in the pocket and just throws it away through the back of the end zone. Now we get second and goal. They run the ball. All right, run is down to the one-yard line. This run this run game is pretty solid here by the, by the Panthers so far. Not using Christian McCaffrey or anything like that. Um, then they get set up at the one-yard line. Maybe I spoke a little bit too soon. And now we're bringing up fourth and goal from the one-yard line. What do they call? Who do they trust? Sam Darnold or the running back to get it done? They hand off the ball, and it gets nothing. A minus one-yard gain right there. So Matt Rule not trusting Sam Darnold a lot, trusting the run game a little bit more. I don't know. Should we read into that too much? How much do we read into Matt Rule not throwing, not calling a lot of passing plays for Sam Donald's one and only drive in great field position down in the red zone? I don't know what to make of that, folks. What I make of that is that you don't really trust Sammy D too much, and I would kind of feel the same way. So that's our one glimpse of Sam Donald here in Carolina. One good throw, one incompletion. They run the ball a lot there down at the 10, at the 20. On the goal line. So, that's our one look at Sam Darnold. Make of it what you will, but I'm going to make it as uh, not very good. <laughs> All right, what's next up here? We get the Dolphins and the Falcons. All righty. Tua looking great here. Do we have uh, Tua highlights? We don't have to spend too much time on this one. He's looking great. I just want a couple of plays here by Tua. Um, what do we get here? Let's watch. Uh, I could just watch this play, I guess. What we get here? Here we go. Tua down in the red zone at the eight-yard line. Second and goal. Tua steps up into the pocket, dumps it off to Miles Gaskin, and that's a touchdown. He had one better throw. He had a couple of good throws. Um, interesting. I just want one more. So once again, we're kind of beholden to these highlight packages. Um, if no, well, should we watch the fir uh, first drive with a touchdown? Let's just watch the first drive by the Dolphins here because we're big believers in Tua. We, th we know the man can get it done. The man's accuracy is great. We just hated Chan Gailey's offense. Chan Gailey doesn't know what he's doing. He's a very bad offensive coordinator, and he was with our team last season. So that was all of the downfalls by the Dolphins offense last season was Chan Gailey the offensive coordinator, not Tua, the quarterback, the pure passer that we know he is. So here we go. Let's watch him on his first touchdown drive right here. Wide receiver screen to Jalen Waddle, a huge piece that's just making the team better overall because of his pure sheer speed that he has looking great. 
All right, here we go. Second and seven off three yards off that uh, wide receiver screen. He's a dinks it down to Miles Gaskin. Is that Miles Gaskin off the sideline? Yes, sir. I mean, picks up a lot of yards, made the right read. We give him credit. It is a dump down, though. Here we go. Play, uh, they run the ball here with Miles Gaskin this time. Picks up about one, maybe two yards. Tua at midfield now. Come on, baby. Get it done. Here we go. They ended up rushing the ball. A lot of misdirection going on here in this offense, but you give it to Jalen Waddle. He's going to make great things happen, and he picks up a, about 10 yards on second and nine for the first down. Here we go. Tua dropping back to pass, fires it in to Jalen Waddle again, I believe. That is Jalen Waddle. Nice little just kind of a six-yard over the middle of the field completion for seven yards. <laughs> Here we go. Second and three. They hand off the ball again, and it gets. Uh, they're gonna call it the first, right at the line. I think they call it a first. So a good drive here, picking up major yards multiple ways. A lot of great misdirection. So watch out for this Dolphins offense, folks. It's gonna be multi-dimensional. It's got some real great speed, and you've got the great arm of Tua opening it all up, folks. Here we go, first and ten. They hand off the ball again. Miles Gaskin able to uh, hit the right sideline. And Miles Gaskin really kind of won me over. I wasn't the biggest believer of Miles Gaskin going into this season. But preseason game number two, folks, that man absolutely got it done. So maybe the Dolphins do have the running back one in Miles Gaskin. Here we go. Tua has to step up into the pocket, escaping the pressure. And gets taken down, unfortunate. Alrighty, Setting up a big third down right here. Third and nine from the Falcons' 30-yard line. You might be able to get three, but you want seven. Here we go. Tua going out to uh, Miles Gaskin on the left sideline. It seemed like it was going to be about five yards short, but Miles Gaskin able to stay on his feet. Once again, Miles Gaskin truly showing what he can do out here, running and catching. So watch out for the Dolphins' running game, folks. And that is Miles Gaskin on the run, getting them all the way down to the one-yard line, about a 20-yard run. Once again, Miles Gaskin truly impressive out here. Jalen Waddle gets a little shaken up here. He seemed to be all right after this play, so not too much to worry about. But here we go. First and goal from the one-yard line. Give it to Miles Gaskin, and he gets it done right there. And this is what I want to talk about, Tua. Watch this man's celebration right here. He's just handing the ball off. But here he goes, celebrating, jumping up and down, fist pumping. You love to see it. And then we get Tua on the sideline. Once again, the great leadership. The great leadership out of Tua. And this is what we love about the quarterbacks. We've just gushed about Dak Prescott watching him in hard knocks of how great of a leader he is to his team, even though he's injured and already the start and all that. Tua coaching up Jalen Waddle, getting real into it. You love to see a great chemistry, great leadership, and the great accuracy that he has I think the man's gonna be a bright spot this season folks going to be absolutely great so we're fine on Tua the Dolphins are great um watch out for Tua that's all we can say folks get ready ready for the Tua awakening that is going to be happening this year folks we are Tua believers all right, we get Titans and Bucks, and really nothing to watch for here. Tom Brady didn't play. Derrick Henry didn't play. It was a blowout, 34-3. to 
Next game up is the Steelers and the Lions. Steelers win 26-20. to uh, And we get to watch uh, some Big Ben. How is Big Ben looking, folks? Because he played the first couple of series, uh, only the first two, only the first two, and they both resulted, or three, because they went three and out on the first one. But he played three drives and uh, two touchdowns out of it. So let's uh, quickly watch some Big Ben. How is he looking? Is the arm looking a little fresh out here? So here we go. Drive number one. Play number one. It's just, uh, well, it's a flag, unfortunate. So let's skip through here. First and 15 now. Big Ben. Boom. Ball's coming out quickly. Great velocity on the ball. His arm should reset. So we should be kind of seeing, you know, prime, you know, week one through kind of week 11 when they went 11-0 and last season. This is the Big Ben that we should be seeing here so far. Here we go, third and four. Pressure's coming, escaping the pocket. I'm um, trying to do a little bit too much here. Jeez, buying all the time. Fling, oh my God, oh my God. Big Ben the magician, Eric Ebron. Come on, you gotta catch this. Big Ben dancing and scrambling for about 10 seconds in the pocket. And that ends up delivering an absolutely beautiful ball to Eric Ebron on the right sideline. And unfortunately, Eric Ebron just drops it. He can't be a tight end in this league and dropping passes like this. You're doing the name dirty to tight end university damn it eric ebron but big ben was looking good he was looking comfortable escapability was looking great how great is that not looking kind of you know cemented to the ground out here still has great movement in the pocket F fantastic all right we're back to big ben out here next drive here we go they hand off the ball Najee Harris, we'll uh, keep an eye on him as we go through these highlights as well. How is the running game with Najee Harris looking like? Here we go. Just a dump off for about uh, five. Oh, that's a lot of, that's a good pickup right there. Uh, making second 11 and turning into third and three. Let's see if Big Ben, empty backfield, can pick this one up by, his, uh, by himself. Here we go. Going deep. Oh, boom. Oh, my God. This was an actually really good ball. Just watch how this ball just drops in fantastically. It seems like it's going to keep going, but then it takes like a straight nosedive drop, so, and the safety can't even find the ball. So a great touch on the ball there by Big Ben. Give it to him. The arm's looking five, a play-action pass here. Uh, ooh, a dump down to Najee Harris. That almost got him killed. Jeez. All right. Najee Harris not catching the ball too well out here. Got to be a little bit better on that one. Here we go. Back to uh, throwing at Najee Harris, and he made up for it right here. A nice little kind of, you know, angle route out of the backfield for seven yards. Now we get third and three. Another quick hitter here to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and we're kind of getting a sense of Matt Canada's new offense. He's the new offensive coordinator here for this uh, Steelers team, and everything's kind of real quick. Uh, Najee Harris rushing the ball for about seven yards right up the middle. Fantastic. Six officially. We get second and four now inside the 10-yard line. Najee Harris can't do anything there. They eat up that run. Okay. Big Ben on third and seven. Come on. Come on. Pick this up, Big Ben. A pump fake that fools the cameraman. And then he comes back and throws a strike in the end zone. And that's a touchdown. We really couldn't see this one. So hopefully they give us a replay. The cameraman got faked out by Big Ben's great old pump fake right here. But we get a second look. Look at that pump fake. Ooh, strong. And then he comes right back right where it needs to be. Back of the end zone. And that's a touchdown. So Big Ben is truly looking fine, folks. I don't think we have to worry about this man at least for the first 10 weeks. Maybe we can revisit the arm narrative 
uh, later in the season to see if it's starting to drop off. Maybe it's not as explosive as it was in the first four or five games. But uh, let's see if Big Ben's last drive here. Play action pass, dumping it down to Najee Harris. Najee Harris taking it down the right sideline. Look at that great speed, the great juke made a safety fall to the ground because of that nice little cut. But once again, Najee Harris, he's a great pass-catching running back, and then he's able to kind of just take it after the carry, after contact, after the catch, and take it for about 40 yards. That's fantastic. Second and seven, it's a jet sweep off the right side. Doesn't really get that much, about one, maybe two yards. But we get third and six back in the red zone. Here we go. Come on, Big Ben. Do it again. And there it is. Another strike. Bingo, bingo. There it is. Uh, I believe a tight end. Who we got? Turn around. But once again, Big Ben taking these opportunities in the red zone. The one-on-one -on -one matchups. Putting the ball exactly, exactly where it needs to be. I mean, Big Ben getting it done in the red zone. That's the best sign that we've seen from him. And the zip that he has on the ball. The arms looking fine. Big Ben ready week one, folks. Jeez. The Steelers team looking to pick up where they left off. Um, kind of before kind of week 12. Where, you know, they went 11-0. So... The Steelers seem to be getting it done. Big Ben looking real clean out there. Najee Harris had some real great stuff as well. Big Ben's final stat line. Let's get that up. We get uh, 8 of 10 for 137 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then Najee Harris, let's shout him out. He had four carries for 10 yards. And then he had two re receptions for 53 yards as well. So... Great pieces all over the field. And Big Ben is able to get the ball out to those pieces. Alrighty, Colts and the Vikings. Well, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna spend any time on this one just because we know Carson Wentz is progressing well and he's gonna be the starter. And the fact that Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger really just looked awful the entire game. I mean, I'm not gonna go through their. Well, we'll talk about their stats. Uh, Jacob Eason going 16 of 27 for only 132 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. And then Sam Ellinger going 8 of 13 for 70 yards, no touchdown, two interceptions. So both didn't really do that great out here. And the only thing that we're gonna talk about is their drive stats because it's it's awful folks I mean look at these drive stats here we go first drive three play six yards and only took off a minute 44 seconds drive number two was their best drive of the day really nine plays for 39 yards it went five minutes and they scored a field goal out of it Next drive, they throw an interception, two plays, four yards, 44 seconds. Next drive, nine plays, 47 yards, three minutes and 52 seconds. We get an eight-play, 32-yard drive that ends in an interception. We get a three-play, zero-yard drive with a minute 36 seconds. A three-play, zero-yard drive with 21 seconds. A three-play, two-yard, 34-second drive. After halftime, we get a four-play, 13-yard, two-minute, 22-second drive. A 10-play, 55, five or six-minute drive right there that ends in a field goal. We get a three-play, eight-yard, minute 19 drive. We get a 13-play, 61-yard, six-minute, 30-second drive that ends in a field goal to win the game. Thank you for doing that. We hit our bet because of that, so thank you. And then the very last drive, six plays, 21 yards, three minutes, 19 seconds to really kind of ice the game. But overall, nobody able to really move the ball consistently, and they only scored 12 points. Luckily, the Vikings' backup quarterbacks were as bad. So um, Colts, I mean, they really don't have any great backups. I will say that. I wasn't really impressed what we saw from Jacob Eason and Sam Allinger. Sam Allinger looked pretty solid preseason game number one, but they both truly floundered here in preseason game number two. 
Cowboys Texans we don't need to see anything on this game we'll see what everything that we need to see on hard knocks if we do need to see anything Raiders Rams once again Matthew Stafford did not play so we don't really care about any of these Raiders get the job done 17 to 16 um, and then the last game of the night that we do have to kind of take another look at is the Broncos and Seahawks because we're talking about the quarterback matchup here, uh, quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Now, we do know that Teddy Bridgewater started this game. Uh, Vic Fangio said this, and it did happen. So let's watch both of these quarterbacks go at it and see uh, who is winning the starting job right now. We could potentially get the starter named midway this week coming up, maybe not going – Maybe not waiting till after preseason game number three. Vic Fangio said, you know, I would like it to be kind of be, or I could see it. I could see myself naming a starter before preseason game number three. And I think a lot of teams are going to want to do that, that are having kind of open quarterback competitions, just so you go into that final preseason game, having your starters known, getting them maybe the first half, maybe the entire game, probably not the entire game, but you know, the first half continuity with all the ones, all the starters out there. And then the week before week one begins and kicks off, you have that entire week of just working and getting everything buttoned up with all the starters together working on their chemistry and timing and all that shoring and buttoning up everything so um, heading into preseason game number two, we kind of had Drew Locke at 55% chance of winning the starting job and Teddy B 45%. That's what we saw after kind of preseason game number one. The one knock that we had on Teddy Bridgewater was that he was still taking the dunk, the, the, the check downs and the dinks off and, and the dunk downs and all that, um, even though there was better wide open things down the field that he just wasn't going to. So we need to see that be cleaned up here. If Teddy Bridgewater is still dinking and dunking, and checking the ball on, checking the ball down consistently in this game, then we're ready to make our choice of Drew Locke being the starter. But if Teddy Bridgewater's airing it out and looking real solid, then I think we have to go to preseason game number three to really get our true starter. Uh, but let's get into the film here and let's start with um, you know what Teddy Bridgewater's doing and what he's looking like. So we got to skip, skip, skip around here. We can't just take the highlights. They do have a highlight package of all the best throws by Teddy Bridgewater, but we have to see the good with the bad. We have to see, you know, him dunking it down. That's not going to be in the highlight package um, and all that. So here we go. I believe the Broncos have the ball now, so maybe went a little bit too far. All righty, so they punt the ball. All right, Teddy Bridgewater at great field position right here at the Seahawks' 45-yard line. Here we go. Let's see how he caps off this drive. First play is a play action, and then it's a dink off right there for about five yards. Now we get second and five at the 40. They run the ball. All right, he doesn't get anything. <laughs> Zero yards on that run. No push up front. Jeez. All right, third and five. Come on, Teddy. Here we go. Got to pick up this first down. Got to keep the drive moving. Going deep. Oh, back shoulder fade on the right sideline. And it doesn't get anything. Damn, it's an incomplete pass. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I like that. You know, he was, you know, being a little aggressive, which I like, but little miscommunication on where the ball was supposed to be placed. But here we go. Fourth and five. They're going for it. Jeez. Here we go. Teddy now. Steps up in the pocket, boom, delivers a great ball, a great ball that gets all the way down to the five-yard line. Who is that? Who is this, man? Damn, number 10 got it done right there. 
Great job by Teddy to stay strong in the pocket, kept his eyes down the field, and delivered a great ball on fourth and five. Huge pressure situation that Teddy Bridgewater just emerged through. You love to see it. First and goal, they run the ball. Gets it down to the two-yard line. Second and goal. They hand off the ball again. Now we get third and goal. Come on. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to hold on to the ball here? Is he going to be the one to deliver a touchdown pass? Here we go. And there it is. Third and goal. It's right at the front of the end zone. KJ Hamler. Bingo. Bingo. Touchdown, Teddy Bridgewater. Perfect ball right there. Yes, sir. All righty. So Teddy Bridgewater with this strong kind of first overall drive not too many dink downs um there was a couple but uh you know didn't seem like anything else was open and then he was a little aggressive and then picked up the fourth down conversion that led to the touchdown so some credit there let's see what he does here on his second drive starting in not great field position from his own 14 yard line now so really has to drive the entire length of the field right here they run the ball on first down that picks up about eight yards Second and two. They run the ball again. And it picks up the first. Boom. Solid run, running game here. First and ten after the first down run pickup. Teddy Bridgewater drops back to pass. And then there it is. Another kind of check down back out of the backfield. All right. And it kind of seemed like this uh, slant right over the middle. Watch this wide receiver at the top. Kind of seemed like he was open a little bit. Maybe throw it down a little bit, you know, further. But it still picks up about 15 yards, which is great. But that's all, you know, the running back after the catch. All right, Teddy Bridgewater, next play up. They run the ball. Picks up about four yards. Teddy Bridgewater, right at midfield. Another dink off. I mean, I mean, he's just throwing it, you know, running back out of the backfield. It picked up, you know, three yards. Now we're looking at third and two. Ah, oh, man. It, uh, it's, not, it's not the greatest. Here we go. Play action pass. Getting Teddy Bridgewater rolling out to the right. And, man, oh, man, just a drop here by the running back out of the backfield. That was wide open. This is wide open. The defender stopped, stopped playing it for some reason. Um... That's a good ball. That's right in the hands. He just drops it. So, Teddy Bridgewater with another potential pickup here on the first down. Uh, they go for this one on fourth down again. They go for it on fourth and one again. Can Teddy Bridgewater pick this one up again? Here we go, fourth and one. They run the ball, and it does pick up the first down. Man, oh, man, really aggressive here by the coaching staff of Denver, and why not? It's preseason. This is great situational football that you can see what your players do in the biggest, you know, in the biggest uh, moments of a game. Here we go, Teddy Bridgewater buying time in the pocket, but once again, dinking it down to the check down. Come on, Teddy. Air it out a little bit. These are great wide receivers that you're working with. Get them the opportunity to make a spectacular catch because I promise you they will come down with these balls. Here we go. Second and 10. It's a setup screen right here that gets about four or five yards. All right, another third down, third and six. He doesn't pick these up. Wait for the fourth downs. But here we go, third and six from the Seahawks' own 30-yard line. Drops back to pass. An out right on the left sideline, but it seems to be one yard short. Fourth and one again. Another fourth down. Let's see what they do here. A quarterback sneak by Teddy B, and he picks it up. Three straight fourth down conversions for Teddy Bridgewater. That's the best thing that we've been seeing so far out of this man in preseason, honestly.
They run the ball on first and ten here. Second and nine. Got to see Teddy Bridgewater capitalize on this one. A play-action pass. Climbing the pocket. And, oh, babe, that's what we're talking about. Teddy, throw the ball down the field. This is fantastic. To the tight end, all the way down to the one-yard line. Look at this ball. Absolutely perfect. This is what we mean, Teddy. We know you've got the accuracy to go deep with it. Stop with the dink down. Climbing the pocket when there was pressure there. And delivered an absolute Beautiful ball right here, right down to the one-yard line. Call it a 25-yard pass. Absolutely on the money. Absolutely on the money. This is what we love to see from Teddy B. Just have to see it way more consistently. Trust your arm. We know the dink-offs and the kind of, you know, check-downs, they, they do have the place in the game. I'm not saying you can never check down the ball, but, you know, uh, you got to air it out and press the coverage and press the defense a little bit more and trust your guys. You've got great talent all around you. Trust your guys to make the big plays. They rush it in here with the running back to capitalize on the touchdown. All right, is uh, Teddy Bridgewater in on the next drive? Oh, Drew Locke comes. So, really good outing here by Teddy Bridgewater. Two touchdowns, tons of fourth down pickups, tons of confidence having in, um, you know, showing in Teddy Bridgewater that you trust him to go pick up these fourth down conversions. Teddy Bridgewater ends the night 9 of 11 for 105 yards and a touchdown. But let's see what Drew Locke is looking like out here. Is he looking better? Is he kind of keeping his lead for the starting role? In this game, or did Teddy Bridgewater do enough and Drew Locke not do enough where now it's kind of looking like Teddy Bridgewater should be kind of the main starter or the front runner for the starting gig? Uh, so let's get back to uh, here where we can watch Drew Locke. Alrighty, it seems to be a takeaway by the Broncos defense. Alright, now Drew Locke starting at midfield. So Teddy Bridgewater started with great field position, scored a touchdown. Let's see what Drew Locke does starting with great field position. Here we go. They hand off the ball. Picks up about no yards. Alright, Drew Locke, here we go again on second and ten. And now we know he's working with kind of the backup, so we get it. But here we go. Second and 10. It's a play action pass or a read option. And he gets absolutely sacked there by Hewitt coming off the right side. Here we go. Third and 17. Pressure is getting there and he gets sacked again. Unfortunate. Now, you know, the second unit line and all that not holding up good and protecting Drew Locke. Unfortunate there. So couldn't really see anything on Drew Locke on his first drive because he was getting sacked every single time. Unfortunate. So let's skip to the second drive here. Once again, didn't take advantage of the short field position. Unfortunate. No fault of his own. Also unfortunate. But those are the facts. Um, all right. So let's keep going here. Seahawks on a nice little long drive. Did they cough up the ball again? <laughs> They coughed off the ball again. Another interception. This Broncos defense. Yes, sir. Get it done. All right, Drew Locke starting at his own 33-yard line. Come on, kid. Let's see what you got here. Here we go. Tries to go over the middle. It's very well covered and easily broken up. Incomplete. Second and 10 now, Drew Locke. Set up screen. This is really nothing on him. It picks up about four yards. 
All right, on third and six. Come on, Drew. Teddy Bridgewater's been picking up fourth downs like it's going out of style. Drew Locke on third and six. Oh, a great throw and a big hit and a great hold on. Damn, this is a great play by everybody. Uh, defense, offense, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back coming in with the big hit. Great play, but uh, the receiver holds on, and it's a completion for the first down. So well done by Drew Locke there. Great ball. Another good ball there on first and 10 to pick up five yards. Here we go, second and five. Drew Locke, another check down over the middle of the field. It picks up the first down, so we give him credit. Now they're starting to drive a little bit here in Seattle territory at the 30-yard line. All right, try to dump it off to the running back out of the backfield again. Brings up second and 10. Pressure was coming. Had to get the ball out of his hands quickly. It brings up a flag. Let's see what this is all about. Uh, was on the defense. It seemed uh, on second and five. He throws a nice little uh, ball five yards to the left sideline, and it picks up the first. Now they're approaching the red zone at the 21-yard line of Seattle. Oh, miscommunication here between Drew Locke and the wide receiver. Way incomplete. And they have to settle for a field goal right before the end of the halftime. All right, does Drew Locke come out after halftime and have a drive here? He does. He does. All righty. He's got two drives after this. He does. He's got three drives after this. He does. He plays the entire third quarter. Uh, stops in the fourth quarter. Yes. Okay. So, we got one more quarter here by Drew Locke, so let's watch this, see if he's impressing us any. Alright, so here we go. Drew Locke starting at his own 45-yard line, right up the middle. By the running back, picks up about three yards. Another run up the middle, and it picks up about six yards, bringing up third and one here. Right at midfield. And another run right up the middle. Bingo, bango. Picks up the first down. All righty, at the 40-yard line of Seattle now. Let's see if Drew Locke can uh, put a touchdown up on the board here. All right, here we go. Drops back to pass here on first and ten. And it's a check down for about two yards. All right. Come on, Drew. Let's start airing it out a little bit, being accurate. Let's start, you know, let's win this starting job. They run the ball on second and seven. It picks up two yards. Come on, Drew. I only care about you passing the ball. Stop handing it off. I don't care if that's what the coach called. Audible to pass passing uh passing downs and then here we go on third and five drew lock trying to hit an out route on the left side of the field and uh it's a little bit too high not the bestly thrown and it falls in completion unfortunate they have to settle for another field goal do they make this long field goal and it does go right through all righty so drew lock not able to score any touchdowns out here let's go to his next drive here in the third quarter All right, it seems like they settled for a field goal. And now we get Drew Locke coming right back out. All right, here we go. Next drive here by Drew Locke. We get a second and eight. Passing play. Pressure's coming. Tries to dump it off to the running back out of the backfield. It's an incomplete pass. Brings up third and eight now. 
Come on, Drew. Come on. Pick up this first down. It's a dump off five yards short of the first down. It's third and eight, and he throws it three yards, five yards short of the first down, and it's five. It's fourth and five now. So unfortunate there. But Drew Locke not taking that kind of chance of picking up the first down. But we got one more drive here by Drew Locke to try and win the starting job here in preseason game number two. Let's see what he does with it. Here we go. Once again, great starting field position. Starting at their own 46-yard line. Come on, Drew Locke. Got to put up some good, meaningful points here when you've got great field position. A run on first down picks up seven yards. Second and three, Drew Locke empty backfield. Oh, man. Just, uh, we got to watch this one. It's just a route over the middle. He throws it to the wide receiver, and it falls incomplete. Oh, man. Seemed to be maybe a little bit too too much thrown out in front. A little wide. Let's watch this one one more time. The receiver still got to come down with that. So we're not going to put that one on Drew Locke. All right. We get third and three now. Come on, Drew. Pick it up. Empty backfield again for Drew Locke right here. Escapes out of the pocket. Throws just kind of a sidearm throw, and it picks up the first and more receiver. Runs all the way across the field to the right side, and it picks up about 20 yards. Drew Locke real great here. Just a nice little pitch running out of the pocket. They got it done. You, get him, you give him credit. The escapability of Drew Locke. The still playmaking ability by Drew Locke. Real solid right there. All right, now we're in the red zone, though. This is where Drew Locke's got to be great. We saw Teddy Bridgewater put up two touchdowns. Here we go. Drew Locke runs the ball here on first and 10. Picks up about six yards. Five yards maybe officially. Five yards officially. Second and five now from the nine. Come on, Drew. Let's see what you got. They hand off the ball again. Come on. I want to see Drew Locke throw it. Now it's third and two. Let's see how they pick this up. Here we go. Third and two from the Seattle seven-yard line. Drew Locke falling down to the ground. No. Coming out of the break. Drew Locke falls to the ground, fumbles the ball, jumps on the fumble, and they have to settle for a field goal, and that's how Drew Locke's night ends, folks. So... After preseason game number two, Drew Locke didn't do anything. So now I think it's kind of, once again, 50-50. We're, we're getting no kind of consistency between either of these quarterbacks out here. So I think Drew Locke, if it's tied 50-50, I think Drew Locke just wins the starting job because he's been here. Teddy Bridgewater just a backup because of that reason alone. But Teddy Bridgewater looking a little bit more deep a little bit. Trying to press the ball a little bit more deep here. But still not as much as we would like. And Drew Locke not being able to kind of draw up any meaningful long drives that resorts into, you know, touchdowns. You know, field goals are still good because they're still points. But at some point, we need to start putting up touchdowns. And Drew Locke just unfortunately didn't do that too much. Drew Locke ends the day at 9-14 for 80 yards, no touchdown, no interception. So that's where we're at with this Broncos quarterback battle. I think it's still truly up in the air, and I think you have to go to preseason game number three to see who can truly go out and win the starting job. Um, I think I liked what Teddy Bridgewater did starting over what Drew Locke did starting because we saw Drew Locke start game number one, Teddy Bridgewater start game number two. I think overall I like Teddy Bridgewater's game number two start better than Drew Locke's number one. But it's real close here, folks. So 
And uh, this is what Vic Fangio had to say. Vic Fangio said he's closer to naming a starting quarterback, but says it won't be tomorrow, which is today. So expect it maybe midweek this week, late end week this week, or by the time preseason game number three is over. So that's where we're at with the battle, folks. Alrighty, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Unfortunately, we went a little bit too late, and preseason games have already kicked off. Um, so let's see what is going on here. Let's see, get an up-to-date score on what we've missed so far between the Giants and the Browns today, folks. Uh, it is tied 7-7 going into the second quarter. So, All right, we're going to get out of here so we can watch this. Um, and we will be back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, breaking down these last two preseason games, folks, of the week. So we're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.